Welcome to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. That's Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack. They're two women with voices that just happen to have sons in the NFL. That means you'll hear about football and motherhood, but you'll never know what you're going to hear next. So let's get this conversation started. Here are your hosts, Garrett and Mac. Welcome to another episode of Double Down with Garrett and Mac. I'm Jeracy Mack and my co-host, Audrey Garrett. You know what? This is going to be one of those uh, radio shows where you never know what you're going to hear. I just fair <laughs> warning, fair warning, y'all. This is going to be one of those times. I'm already scared. <laughs> okay, so let's start football first. Uh, oh yeah, I'm putting her on the spot. So, um, Jeracy tried to have this conversation with me off the air, and I said, no, 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 save it, Sophie. So I've been putting her off. Um, the D- Deshaun Watson issue down in Houston and he has now been accused of sexual sorry so I started off with like what two girls and now they're yeah. did you say 17 15 15 I girl mean, wait a minute hell after 10 and double once you reach double digits the extra numbers don't matter I mean, <laughs> 15 12 I mean really okay and so Jeracy doesn't want to say it out loud but I'm going to say this for her and then she could comment or keep that little silly fit look on her face. She said after five days, she doesn't think an assault case, if you haven't reported it, that it technically, you shouldn't be able to go back and report it. Now, I, I technically agree. I think there should be a time limit on reporting incidents. Um, I think some people jump on the bandwagon when an assault claim has come. Um, I am on the side of the woman verse or the assault victim yes but i think there should be some sort of timeliness to it but i've not ever been sexually assaulted molested or raped in anything so i can only go by what my my gut as a woman says if you've waited 17 years i mean i'm that person who thinks bill cosby shouldn't be in jail so it, it, or mike tyson shouldn't have went to jail so you can't really go by me but <laughs> you know <laughs> that's my thought process what you got to say, Jeracy? My, my process, my thought process is different from others because I have worked in this in a crisis field situation. Everybody goes through a traumatic experience in different ways, but sometimes timing makes a difference in everything. He's been in NFL what five, six, seven years now. And now these women are coming forth and saying these things. My question, my son and I were having this this conversation. See, I left Daylon out of it. You mentioned your son. (laughs) Daylon, your mama did that to you. I didn't do that. Just want you to know. Daylon thought, Daylon was going to have a heart attack listening to me on the phone. He kept saying, Mama, you ruthless. But, um... But the thing of it is, is I, just like I told him, I said, son, I said to me in situations like this, it's not the fact of whether or not sexual assault happened. It's the fact if it was consensual, because I feel like he's an athlete. You're an athlete. Women have the tendency to throw themselves at athletes. That is correct. Um, women have the tendency to um, to want to be with an athlete and to want to be around the athlete. So Dalen was like, it's his word against her word. I said, no, 
I have no doubt, and I this is my conversation I'm having with my son. I said, without a shadow of a doubt, I have no doubt he had sex with those women. The question is if it was consensual or not. And it's how long do you give unconsensual encounters the veracity to be legitimate is the question. You know, as you were talking, I was thinking about Monica Lewinsky and her blue dress, but just because she kept a blue dress with semen on, it didn't mean it wasn't consensual. Correct. You know, um, I do err on the side of the victim. I, I do. I mean, even though our sons are in the NFL or in professional athletes uh-huh. or whatever, because, you know, Sean played basketball and, and baby boy plays uh, baseball. But with that said, I think so many women now call victimization. I mean, an athlete would be better off choking that chicken than going to going and dating a random girl. Get your girlfriend, you know. Or date your left hand, your right hand, whichever is your mm-hmm. dominant hand. I, I just because you put yourself, you set yourself up for a situation like this. I don't know whether he did or he didn't. All I know is there are some people that like to play the victim. Like I firmly believe with Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson made a booty call. Mike Tyson made that phone call. It was for her to come over and get some. You don't leave your house at 1.30 in the morning with the under the auspice that this man is dating you. No, that's a booty call. I knew it, you know, 20, 30 years ago when it happened. I'm not going to call the young woman's name because she has gone on with her life. But I am that person with who I would have found Mike Tyson not guilty. Now, on the other hand, the other case that was going on parallel was that Kennedy young man who raped that woman on the beach. He literally sexually assaulted that woman. It was not a booty call. They met at a party. They went out to the beach. She said, no, he took it. The other young woman with Mike Tyson drove from her hotel in the, in the limo to Mike Tyson's crib, went up to his room, had sex. And you want to talk to me about an assault case. Uh, that so it's it's that um, it's that thing of when does who has to prove guilty or not guilty? Who has where is it? At what point can you bring those those charges? The prosecutor's job is, of course, is always to prove that you're guilty, and the defense attorneys to dispute the. The evidence or either uh, leave reasonable doubt. And in cases like this, how I typically look at them is I personally typically see sex. I'm pretty sure um, most likely sex probably occurred. I think at that point is you got to prove whether it was consensual or not. How do you so, how do you prove consensual sex three months later? Five days later. Five days later. How do you prove it five days later? See, you know, you and I had that conversation where I don't understand side of me because you stick a penis in my mouth and it's it's unwanted. I'm going to bite that son of a gun off like it's a subway sub. Oh, okay. We talked about that too. Don't send me into a homo <laughs> here. So that is true. And that's the one thing that that uh Dalen and I were talking about. He was like, well, and, and I said, son, did he have did he have a gun to her head? What was he doing? And he said, what does that matter? I said, because do you know how tender that area is down there? I'd have 
punched him or did whatever I could as hard as I could. And I'd have been running and screaming and trying to get out that room. Now, I'm not saying that, I, and please, I don't want anybody to get, get us wrong. We are women ourselves. We know how some men can be. So please yes. don't get us wrong. We're just saying our show is about NFL moms, and you never know what might come out of our mouths. So we, we have children. We know how things can be in the spotlight. My son will tell you, I've told him two or three times, if you don't get over here and stand by me, and walk away from that heifer winking at you. I'm going to bust you in your throat and her too. So, you know, these are things that that's one of the things you never hear. You never know what might come out of our mind, our mouths as football moms. But those are situations that you technically have to protect your child from as well. But I'm saying with this many women, my thing I typically say is I feel like a lot of times the sex happened. It's just the part where, what are you turning into, whether it was consensual or not? I'll say this, Dracy, I lived in Houston for eight years. Um, My oldest son lives there now, being a former professional athlete. I will say this. um, if, If this is the case, typically that kind of information will get around to the people in the industry. If you're a massage or masseuse If you're a stripper, they, and I'm not saying any of these women were, let me be clear with you. You brought it to my attention that I knew that there was something going on with two women. I didn't know it had gotten up to the the double digits, but you typically have a reputation um, that will precede you in that industry. The strippers know who the guy who's the big tipper. The strippers also know the guy that you're not supposed to don't go nowhere with him. Because mm-hmm. they come back and they sh- and same thing with massage therapists or um, mm-hmm. physical therapists where something would go untoward. Um, as you know, I have lots of friends who are professional athletes in Houston from the time I was young till now. So you you will have a reputation that precedes you into mm-hmm. certain industries. I don't know what industries these young women were from, but they're the and and, and the. The community in which professional athletes operate in Houston is small and Houston is a big city. So if he had done even half of these women, it's egregious, but there is a reputation that would precede you in that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying he's innocent of anything. Yeah. And of course, I'm not saying he's innocent of anything and I'm not saying any of these women are lying. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's Without just, a doubt. sometimes you have, to, I mean, it, in my mind, okay, y'all all know I'm a crisis first responder. I see different things all the time. I'm in, in and out of the courtroom, listening, prepping people to t- testify. I, I, I respond to crisis situations. I see all these kind of things happening. So I just know from the 20 some years that I've done this, how it has started to look because the media, how it comes out now, it, you used to you would hear about it immediately or, or or a month or so. But now years is going in between hearing stuff. And, it's, and it starts to make, I think, both sides credibility shaky. Well, I want women. Off. But see, I want women to report. I mm-hmm. want women. To I definitely want them to report. Um, but I also think we have to do our due diligence. I don't think you should be able to ruin a person's career based on an accusation. And um, I think if 
you're going to stand up and say, I mean, because at that rate, I could go down there and say, Deshaun Watson, you know, did something with me. I don't have to prove it. At that point, Where I can make it out. Girl, he don't want to own cooch. Trust me. Um, but, you know, at that point, anybody could pile on. Exactly. Anybody. Because what proof do you have? I mean, you've got to be do more to ruin. People are losing jobs. Men are mm-hmm. losing jobs. Women are losing jobs behind somebody going, they sexually assaulted me. They did this. I don't know if you did it or not, but I mm-hmm. think we have to stop firing people offhand. Um, mm-hmm. You know, okay, so Matt Lauer, and, and I'm not going to, we're going to get off of this topic, subject. They removed him from the air because he had a relationship with uh, a young intern and it was several years prior to, I have to make sure I remember this correctly, but he was removed from the air. And I always thought it was rather harsh because basically they removed him from having an affair. But when you are a grown woman and you go into this relationship, because after it's one, it's one thing, a relationship means that y'all have had some kind of interaction on a regular basis. I don't care mm-hmm. if it's a booty call relationship or whatever, you've mm-hmm. had some kind of relationship an assault to me happens typically one time. Mm-hmm. Once you consensually keep going back to that person, that's not an assault. That's not an assault. That's, it's a relationship. It may be a sexual relationship, but it's the relationship. Oh my God. It is oh. what it is. It is what it what? is. And, and, you know, I know we have things in place on the job so that, you know, a relationship does that is uh, with a subordinate and, a person above them, you know, because I was a manager, you know, you can't have those kind of things. Yes, I understand that. But we're also talking about two consenting adults. Exactly. So I'm, I'm always trying to walk that straight and narrow because, yeah, it could get out of line. But at what point, what time frame, what if you keep going back, you've entered the realm of a relationship. If you assaulted me in a hotel room while we were at the Olympics, the first thing I'm doing, mm-hmm, I'm not going to do anything on foreign soil because I got to get back home. The mm-hmm. first thing I'm doing, I'm saving everything that I could possibly mm-hmm. use as evidence, and I'm going to follow you as soon as I get back. So at some point, we have to use some common sense instead of just off the cuff firing and ruining people's career because an accusation... Some, Cuomo. Let, let me let me give you let me give you an example. But sometimes common sense it it it, it don't fit. some things don't fit together. I have a client that's serving time in prison right now. He met a young lady in a club, dancing, having fun, setting it off, whatever you want to call it. Um, she goes back to his place. They do whatever. She spends night whatever he works the night shift three days later she comes back and she's like hey can I crash here he's like yeah I, that's fine with me I don't care um I gotta go to work and he said I'll see you in the morning he leaves he goes to work he come. he stops to pick up stuff for breakfast to go home and cook breakfast because in his mind as he said I'm finna go home and cook a big breakfast and then you know it's gonna be all good and everything He's cooking breakfast. He gets a knock on the door. He opens the door. It's the police. They're throwing him all up against the wall and stuff. He's asking what's going on. They ask him if she's there. He says, yes, she's here. So come to find out, 
She was in the club. You had to be 18 or older to get in the club. She was a 13-year-old runaway. 13? 13-year-old runaway. So the question that they asked him was, did y'all have relations? He was like, yeah, I met in the club or whatever. He's serving time for sexual assault to a minor. Yep. And the defense of I didn't know her that she was a minor, that's not a defense. That's not a defense. He's having that's not a defense. So so I mean, and just like I tell, you know, I talk to kids and I tell these young men and stuff all the time, you got to be careful out there because some of these little girls, like I saw her at 13, she looked like she was at least 22, 23 years old. The girl, the girl with R. Kelly. And I'm not defending R. Kelly. At all. The girl with R. Kelly was a minor. I mean, you know, and, and and I don't know if you did. I know when I was younger, I gave myself a year or two. You know, I re- actually, I remember with Sean's dad, I told him I was 21 already. And when my mother met him, she said, what are you doing here looking at my baby? And that's when he found out I was under 21. Now, mind you, I was legal, of course, but yeah, you know, so we do hedge our bets sometimes as, as young women, but definitely I don't see putting a young man in jail going on what a young woman told him then um, is appropriate either because he could only go by what she said. Um, and then, like you said, I, they were cardin', so I figured she was what she was supposed to be. You it, uh-huh. And once again, that goes to at what mm-hmm. point do you use comedy? Because I couldn't have voted for that young man to go to jail. I couldn't because I, I, I'd have been over there talking about we'll line her parents up behind her because what was a little narrow ass uh-huh. doing out at, at that time of night in the club either? What was where Where is their responsibility in this? Exactly. And that's why when you hear about cases, you, you we hear about some horrific cases and then you hear about some cases that mm, and then you hear you hear women Say I was scared to come forward because I didn't know what anybody was going to think of me. I'm telling every woman out there, if somebody do something to you, you come forward, you kick, scream, bite, leave DNA, do something somewhere and get to somebody and tell somebody. You don't don't think about what Sally, Jane and Mary might think. Think about what you just went through and go get you some help and tell somebody. Oh, I'm leaving some evidence there. There shall be Mm -hmm. some forensic evidence for you with me that I've been there. Okay, Trace, we getting ready to come up on a break. And when we come back, we are going to talk spring break. These kids are at spring break in the midst of a freaking pandemic. And I want to have a conversation because um, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Because you so don't know how to party. Party over here. Hey. Honey, I did Greek weekend, <laughs> Black Greek weekend. I know how to party, but I ain't partying in the midst of the damn pandemic. Okay, we'll talk on the other side of the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hello, I am Jose Sanchez with Jose Sanchez Law Firm. As an aggressive Harvard-educated lawyer for almost 20 years, I have fought for the rights, freedoms, and voices for the people all around the world. Whether it's winning millions of dollars for the injured people or getting not guilty verdicts in the courtroom, I am a success. During the times of hardship, You need an advocate that will fight for your rights and is not scared of the courtroom. Visit my website at attorneysanchez.com and let me be your voice. 
Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. If you want to make your voice heard, call us during the live show at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to garrettandmac at gmail.com. Now back to Double Down. Welcome back with Double Down with Garrett and Matt. Girl, I felt like a, felt like a bird in there. Okay, welcome back to Double Down with Garrett and Matt. And before the uh, the commercial break, we were talking about the. We actually started talking about what happened with Desha- what happening with Deshaun Watson down in and Houston, and then we started talking about these young girls presenting themselves as a as a wee bit older and the trouble that people can young men can find themselves in. And during the break, I shared with Jeracy that when I was a teenager, I went to go get my military ID, my sister and I, and uh, my mother was with us. But somehow the guy who was doing our IDs typed in 64 instead of 65. Y'all could do the math. I'm unashamed. Anyway, and so I had a year more than what I really was. And honey, I was in the NCO club shaking what my mama gave me a year early. <laughs> I told Jeracy I was drinking my slow gin fizzes. That was my first drink. But it did cause me issues then as I go older because that was my official ID. And of course, it didn't parallel with my birth certificate. So it took me a while to get those machinations taken care of. But I, one thing I did not do was go home with anybody or uh, put myself in the position of, uh, you know, I just always had that ruler. I gave it to my daughter. Don't you, you, you leave with who you came with. If you exactly. came with your girlfriends, you leave with your girlfriends. But exactly. We wanted to talk about this darn girl. I can't let spring break go because this is spring break weekend and or week or whatever the hell you want to call it. Cars are out the yin yang expensive because I needed a rental car this week and I refused to pay what they were asking for. Most cars, even small cars, were over $100 a day. They can keep them on the ah. Yeah, because Bria has one of my cars and the other my truck is in the shop. So I've been, been here for the last four or five days. Luckily... I got hobbies, so I'm good. But these children down there, spring break on TV. Oh, now nah, Florida. Now nah, you don't want to shut down now, Mister Mister DeSantos. And is it what 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 his name is? The the governor down there that let 
the leave, state leave be open. Oh, girl, that that mofo right there. For real, for real. He that I hope. No, I don't. Let me let me pray. Yeah, let me pray with you, Jesus, mm-hmm. Lord, help her. In His help name, because I was I was getting ready to say something mean. I will say this. I'm gonna hope that that foolishness down there does not trigger another need to shut down this country because they have gone down there maskless having fun. And mm-hmm. this is an equal opportunity uh, virus. And there were black children and white children down there and every kind of ethnicity in between except Asians. They probably had right now, but um, I'm not trying to be mean because I think it's horrific that you are taking something that happened over in a whole nother country out on people who were here that have nothing to do with it. It's just simple minded. But um, I'm hoping that we don't have another outbreak to where coming from spring break. And I blame the parents because there's not a child in college unless they're working that have the finances and resources to do spring break. Why are you co-signing on that shit? Stuff. You know, I almost said the other word. Yes. Lord Jesus, prayers. They do it. <laughs> I don't understand. I, girl, them shenanigans, the foolery, the effery. I mean, I don't I don't get it. I, I just do you blame the parents or you just blame the kids? Well, technically, they are adults. They and, who ain't got no money. If they, but <laughs> I, I understand that. But whenever I was out of my mama's sight. Mm. That's why sometimes I have to take a deep breath over the Mac boys because I'm like, they don't know that I went oh. to college and I know what they do. It. I guess I guess I might have been different. I've never considered myself a goody two shoes, but I think I must have been a goody two shoes. Okay, so I had I, had, I was horrific. <laughs> damn, she put the microphone real close. <laughs> horrific. Um I had a conversation with two women right now who have teen, uh, young women in college. Both of them are in college. And they have gone off on their trip spring break. And I said, well, did they ask you? And they were like, mm, no. And I'm like, no, you in college on my dime? And you didn't ask me? And I was like, I don't know what Bria did. I may, and, and I think because my kids were athletes, the coaches didn't allow them to do certain stuff. And for me... If it wasn't right there in Virginia Beach or Norfolk, I couldn't go because we just couldn't afford it. So I, I, if I'm paying for my children to go to college, I don't think my resources will extend to spring break. I don't know what anybody else's parents do. I blame the parents. So if there is a, an outbreak of COVID and this pandemic goes back up to where, I mean, we're at we're over a half a million people, half a million Americans dead. I'm going to be real salty. As much as I enjoy being in my house, I'm going to be real salty that I'm forced to now once again be in my house. Your lips are, yeah, you. <laughs> my lips are moving, but nothing's coming out. Um, I don't know what to say about that because... Days have been pretty and people have been tired of being locked in. Now, I don't know about jumping in a bunch of water with a whole bunch of folk. When they in the pool and I, they now not, I can see. Uh, Dracy, they're on the beach gathered together partying and, and drinking beer like it's it, like it's any other. I don't have a problem with spring break, baby. If it's the spring break during a pandemic that I'm salty with. 
That's that's my issue. The pink spring break during the pandemic. The, and and I understand that. And my Florida is open like Texas is open. And I'm looking here at people in Texas. And when the governor said we were opening Texas back up and masks was not required, I think people forgot the whole pandemic. It was like, oh, okay, it's over now. Up here. Once we open the door. Oh, really? Oh, up here. Okay, it's over now. You, you really have a lot of people up here. I would say 99% of the people I have seen out have had their mask on, young and old. I mean, I have that. I think it's the Corpus Christi area, the vacation areas down near the coast. Mm-hmm. That are really more so impacted, but I'm really struggling with, do you blame the parents or the kids? The responsibility lays with both, you know, um, the girl I, I, is, I, but you know what? It, it's, it's so many ways to, to, to look at that because you look at the aspect of it. Do you blame the parents or the kids? Well, do you blame the hotel owner for being open? Do you blame the restaurant people for being open? Everybody has suffered, so it's like, where do the blame? Where do the blame really lie, though? Is is there blame to go around, or is people just trying to just the restaurant opener saying, "Well, if they come and I'm gonna open them up and let them in here." The hotel saying, "They go, well, I'm gonna open up and let them because I've been shut down." I don't have you a know? problem with that. I don't. I don't have a problem with that. If you stop the flow, I don't, girl. I don't have a problem with spring break, comma. Except in a damn pandemic. I, mm-hmm. You know, what is it? Okay, we're not talking about catching hives. True. We're talking about something deadly that you could possibly get bring home to your parents, your granny, mm-hmm. because our state is open and you're dead. They're dead. You may survive, but you're, you're, they're dead because mm-hmm. you needed to have spring break. So, yeah, if if my if I'm a restaurant owner, it's it, owner, it's it's my that's that's my responsibility. To open my restaurant, I gotta feed my family. Mm-hmm. But I'd be darned if Sean, Bria, and Miles would have been able to go to a gosh darn spring break and not having you can't come to my house for 14 days, and I need I need to see a COVID test, take the picture, send it to me, and I'm gonna count 14 days from that point. No. And you know half them kids are not eligible for the vaccine yet. Half, hell, 98% of them probably haven't had the shot. But the thing of it is that that what we're looking at in situations like that, all these kids that left to go to spring break, they're not going home. They're going back to that college where all these other kids are who didn't go anywhere, who were taking precautions and that they are there. So again, here's Here's the situation. It's not. They might have been in Florida, but they coming back to Texas. They going back to Baltimore. They going back to Alabama. They going back to Virginia, North Carolina. Exactly. Well, how about this? So you come back. This is spring break. Most universities summer start summer session or spring session ends in May. That's when people get out of school because that's when graduation is. Uh Then they're coming back here. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. To our maskless society, and yeah, and that's the, that's again, you know these little mother these little ah, ah, here these little little germ carrying disease rhinoceros piddle little 
People, yes. People. Look, look, my hand is just going all up <laughs> trying to keep your mouth closed. But, Don't uh, say <laughs> damn, 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 James. Oh, girl. Florida, come on, Florida. <laughs> no, I, Florida. I, I, I really think, you know, I do understand that, that these young people are, because I, I don't want to call them kids because they're not kids. They are young adults. And literally, adults. if you're in college, you're a young adult. And at some point, I really think there's a piss poor level of responsibility and communication, um, you know, to try to close, put the genie back in the bottle, Florida, and have a curfew during spring break. <laughs> yeah, you should you should have said Florida and Texas, you know, spring break spring break will have a curfew. You should have said that coming in, so they would know if that's somewhere they wanted to go. You know, maybe they could have spread that stuff out a little bit. I don't even, I, I just, I just can't. I one, one of the main things you have to look at is that they are young adults. Now, you said you were sweet. I was, I was not. Oh no, I, I, I'm not sweet. I'm, I I'm not. Even. I just couldn't afford it. I just couldn't afford to get any into any more trouble than what I got into. One, I had a track scholarship to be cognizant of. And two, um, Pauline in a wheelchair still scared me enough that she'd be rolling down Interstate 64 to get my little narrow ass. So no ma'am. Mm-mm. See, I was six hours away from home. Mm-mm. I was I was, 20, I was 20 minutes from home. 15 I was to six 20. hours. And I will never forget my grandma's. She said, no, don't be going to them clubs and hanging out with mm. all that, doing all that stuff. You wasn't raised like that. Yes, ma'am. Had my little gold MC Hammer suit on right then. I had my little black <laughs> shoes on. I'm, I'm not going, grandma. I'm not going. Now, you know better. Now, don't you do that. You know better. Hey, you found your church down there? Yes, ma'am. I a have. church, girl. Girl, I have found me several clubs down there. Oh, I don't know if Lord. I even had to look for, look for a oh, church. Lord. But I have found. And I will never forget that night. We all, the whole track team, went to the club. We in now got my little MC Hammer suit on. You know, I'm thinking I'm Hammer. Go Hammer. Go Hammer. You know, I'm in there dancing. I walk off the dance floor thinking this girl is my roommate. I said, oh, girl, I'm sorry. I thought she was my roommate. She said, no problem. Boyfriend walked up and shot her right in the face. Blood splattered all over me. I just stood there. Well, now, well, this is what the bad part is. And if anybody who kinda, went to church that Sunday. Not the part of it was is that they said you they I said they said you gotta go to the police station and a parent has to come pick you up. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Nah. <laughs> I, I'm homeless. I'm an orphan, ain't got no parents. I'm like, mm-mm. mm-mm. I said, you can I said, can my coach come get me? Can the dean come get me? And they was like, no, nah. now mind you, I just said I was six hours away. Mm. girl I ain't never been so scared in my life Mm-mm. and it, it was traumatic what I had experienced but that's what I'm saying with these kids you know the whole time that's, and she just had told me on the phone don't go nowhere okay Mm-mm. and I never, I never forget when they come when mama come around that corner and I just stared at her oh you, your women your mother did have to come I mean yeah, I know it's your grandmother not, Oh. They would not release me to the coach of the dean. Oh. And she said, they said to take you home for the week. Oh, 
Oh, you're not taking me back to campus. Oh. I'm not I'm not going there. And she <laughs> <was> like, oh. <laughs> Jerice, Jerice. She said, no, you going mm-hmm. home. And I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. Girl, oh. When, I tell you, when I tell you there was a lot of things that would have happened, but the excuse that my mother was in a wheelchair and could not get to me, they'd have had to release me to my coach because I just, it would it, it couldn't happen any other way. Okay, Jerice. <laughs> I'm going to let that marinate. I'm going to let the visually of you with your grandmother going, having to go home, marinate while we come on this break. And when we return yeah. to we're going we I think we're gonna talk about um a couple of more things in your past. You have a very interesting <laughs> Alright, we'll see you at the at the top of the, the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash voice America. Hello, I am Jose Sanchez with Jose Sanchez Law Firm. As an aggressive Harvard-educated lawyer for almost 20 years, I have fought for the rights, freedoms, and voices for the people all around the world. Whether it's winning millions of dollars for the injured people or getting not guilty verdicts in the courtroom, I am a success. During the times of hardship, you need an advocate that will fight for your rights and is not scared of the courtroom. Visit my website at attorneysanchez.com and let me be your voice. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand. All from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. If you want to make your voice heard, call us during the live show at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to garrettandmac at gmail.com. Now, back to Double Down. And welcome back to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. I am the good one, Jeracy Mack. Uh, I was a heathen in college, and Audrey claimed she was good. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying I was good. I'm just saying I just didn't do a lot. Um, I will share with you this though, and anybody who's listening to this from Hampton may know what I'm talking about. Is there was this man? He was handicapped, and he took pictures of girls at Hampton. And so I had a friend who took me to his house. And um, he wanted 
you know, I've got track legs. I got Bria legs. Uh-huh. And he wanted nothing naked, but skimpy. So we had, uh-huh. I had some, because track shorts on me and with all that, you know, that I got, you know, they was skimpy. Because it was. Get down with the story. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I feel about so, <laughs> it being not having to be skimpy, but go on. Okay, so then I had on a tank top. And so fast forward years later, it became a scandal. He used to have all these pictures of these girls he'd taken a Hampton on the wall. And I was one of the young ladies on the wall. And it was like some some sort of scandal about it. Yeah, that part. Mm-hmm. Taking pictures. Yeah. I, I wasn't a Vanessa Williams, you know, I wasn't in nobody's cooch, but I, you know. You know, you was them shorts with some days um, dudes back Yeah, girl. Bria got sent home from having shorts like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I, I, you know, I got like horse legs. I got that high butt, and then I got all these thighs, and it's like, okay, well, there it is. Oops, I was in college. Wasn't nobody gonna have a party that I didn't know about and show up at. I might didn't stay long, but hey, I went to I, one party. One part, and once again, I'm not saying I was a good girl. I'm just saying, um, and I, I was went, Greek too. Uh, well, see, I wasn't Greek in college, so I was Greek too. What? Well, you, well, you, you know the funny, like a rock star. Wait a minute, I wasn't Greek in college, but hey, <laughs> okay. So, um, but but the one the one time I got drunk in college, and and funny thing is, I've been tipsy since. This one, I was drunk, and I laid down in the elevator of the dorm, drunk, and oh, no. not even realizing I laid down. And the security guard came to me because I didn't even push the button to go upstairs. He came, and I saw him standing above me. He said, "Do you need some help?" I said, "I think I'm on the fourth floor." He said, "Well, can you stand up?" Pissy drunk, so <laughs> <laughs> because. I was downstairs drinking the punch. Didn't know it had Everclear. Everclear has no taste. So I was uh-huh. lit like a mother. Okay. Uh-huh. And so, oh. and then the only time I'd ever been high until Pam gave me some cancer THC stuff before she passed was I in my senior year of high school, um, a friend, my sister and I were driving around and we came across a friend who had a joint. I took two puffs. <laughs> Girl, I was lit. Girl, I felt like the car was moving. And the reason I never did it since was because I don't like the feeling of being out of control. Mm-hmm. So I am that control freak to where I'm like, Mm-mm, this ain't for me. I don't know how people get high and just but, I have no sense of control. But see how see how we're talking. That's why I tell people before you start talking about young folk, think about what you did when you was a young folk. Hunting. Just because we don't mm-hmm. learn now. All the things that we did when we were young, don't act like you too good and that you ain't never done nothing wrong uh, or you passed that ever because it's going to catch up with you. And it's so funny because Dalen and Keelan look at me and I tell them stuff that I did and they like, yeah, mama, whatever. And I'm like, that's why I say, I, I, know, I know what you're doing in college because I've been there. <laughs> I know what you're doing. And as soon as I got out of my grandma's sight, yeah, everybody like, oh, that's sweet, Jeracy. Oh, God, she's so sweet. Uh, so no. I got a grandma's side. It was like this little heathen, this little heifer. <laughs> and you know what? It's so funny because I just there was there was nothing I needed to break bad and do. And but I was that young woman in high school because I was an athlete. All my friends were boys. I was total tomboy. Um, in fact, my understanding after I became an adult was most guys thought I was gay. 
I wish you could see my face. Like, are you serious? I wish, I wish everybody could see our face. I know, because I'm strictly dickly. But anyway. Oh, uh, God. You have to have a heart attack on me. <laughs> okay, so anyway. So, um... <sighs> <laughs> so I <laughs> literally I come <laughs> stop it, Tracy. Um Jesus I go to college. I go to college with three things. I'm going to run track. I'm going to get a degree. And I have so got to lose my virginity. Those are my three things. <laughs> <laughs> like I had three things. I accomplished two of them. So you know I ran track. And I'm gonna let you guess which other two. <laughs> And, I, and, I'll, and I'll just say I was 50 when I got my diploma. <laughs> so, we'll let that ride. So, um, yeah, you know, you do some things, do some things. So, see, mm-hmm. see, this is why I so said, I was know, not a goody two-shoe. I was, but, you know, I always had a plan and a purpose. This is why I understand the the anger at Florida, but I understand the children at Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and I understand uh, you going to the club to, you know, I, I used to love to go to the club to meet different people from other colleges that all came to the club. You know, you meet. What meet clubs up were up. open for kids in, co- in, high, in college? What clubs did y'all have here in Texas? You know, I grew up in Virginia. Don't be funny. No, seriously. No, I, let me raise my hand. Seriously. Were there clubs for collegiates? There were there were clubs. There were teenage clubs. Girl, when with Commerce, I went to Commerce, East Texas State University. It's now Texas A and M University. Baby Club Eight Hundred Eight was always lit. That was the name of the club, Eight Hundred Eight. So at Eight Hundred Eight, they open up and we parted to Eight Hundred Eight. Oh my goodness. Okay, so let me just say this: <laughs> there may have been clubs in in Hampton. Audrey just wasn't an attendee. Didn't know anything about him. I knew, of course, about house parties. But I was also not one of the in the, the cool kids. Yeah, That's because just, because I was an athlete cool to me. And um, I just kind of hung out with my um, my clique, my friends in track and field. So, girl, I can't put people's business out here because we had our own foolishness <laughs> <laughs> Girl was like, ooh, I can't say that one out loud. That that would put somebody's business in the street. But you know, it's it my still I still think, if you really want to know the truth, that the parents have to take some responsibility if they are um giving their children the resources to go and fraternize on a crowded beach during a pandemic. Because you know, for as much as I say you could take this home to grandma and grandpa, we don't know with the changes in the variant strands whether or not this can start killing young people at mm-hmm. at a rate. So I am more than concerned um, that we do better at finding ways to open the country back up. You know, ironically, we're at the point now that we were when we closed the country. The numbers we're seeing now is in this March, where we were last March when they made the decision, we got to shut the country down. And yet today we see spring breakers doing spring break stuff. That's scary so, to me. Are we at a point that is still considered a pandemic? Or are we just mm-hmm. using the word pandemic? No, it's still a pandemic. What do you think about all the kids that just come across the border? Oh, yes. 
Okay, so, ooh, I, mm, okay, I couldn't have let them across the border. And One, they're unaccompanied, and so unless you got somebody meeting you at the border who's a citizen that could vouch for you and be your, mm, nope, couldn't now, let them cross. I, I don't, but I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't, wait a minute, but I couldn't put them in cages either and leave them where, where th- that border would have. That's why there's a border there. That board, they, the, my understanding in an update or something that I read or heard, I can't say exactly where the source came from because I can't remember because I'm usually walking by the TV or listening to people talk. But a lot of them, like 13, 1400 of them, they brought to the Dallas Convention Center. Yes, they did. And 60% of them tested positive for COVID. COVID. And you know what I told you when you said that to me, I said they need to leave everyone in there and it almost be a Petri dish to where everybody in there, I hate to say it, gets COVID. And then when you've had an all clear for 14 to 30 days, then if they have relatives that are citizens that can come get them, other than that, they're going back home. But my understanding, the ones they picked up at the border were teenagers. The teenagers now, know better. You, you could go back home. But my but remember a couple of weeks ago we had Jose Sanchez on the show with us and he mm-hmm. talked about opening up the Dream Act to allow them that are here to be considered uh, to get their papers or whatever. But Do see, you, think that that you that's have what no. caused that. No, first of all, to me, what they should have done is put a a date limit in that. And if you were mm-hmm. here by January of twenty twenty. You're allowed mm-hmm. to stay. Anything coming over now. See, I told you that's the Republican side of me. I totally agree with Trump in mm-hmm. shutting down the border. I've, I've always said that I, you have to take care of home first. We have enough homeless children here, children without insurance, um, children without children without um, to the point where we don't need to pull anybody else in. So I don't think you should take care of any place prior to taking care of home. I, I, I totally am Republican when it comes to that. And and that's something that I, Trump was just an asshole. But to me, there were quite a few of his policies that I agree with, just like there are Democratic policies I agree with, but this was one of them. And halting them, and see now Biden has had to now shut down the border because of the influx. So you opened it back up as soon as you got in office, which to me was a bad idea because you had no process in place. So if you have no process in place to take care of the situation, you shouldn't open the situation because now you have a madhouse. One of, you said a madhouse. One of the things I said is we ran from from uh, Jason and ran and ran into Freddy Krueger. Correct. So Correct. That's what Texas is looking at right yes. now. Because now we you got have away a, from Jason, a, but now Freddy Krueger got us. As we would call that in in business, a cluster. Yeah. F. Yes. So we don't. We and that's don't what you have because it's an endless circle and cycle of mm-hmm. of foolery, and you brought it on yourself. This was something that was brought on. We brought this on ourselves by not having a plan in place when you open up the border. Do I think any child should be mistreated or anyone should be mistreated while they're on the border? Hell no. Do you? Do I think any um, anyone should be able to come over the border? No. I know you may be seeking asylum because some things are not right in your country. I got that. But what the hell do you think you're going to get here? You're not a citizen. And we have to take... 
be able to take care of citizens. I'm tired of seeing veterans on the street not getting any care. Exactly. I'm, t- I'm tired of, of seeing children on, the sh- on our own streets not being fed. And you're talking about letting other people in. I don't care if they're blind, crippled, and crazy. You cannot take care of other blind, crippled, and crazy people. It's like having your own house. You know, this is my passion uh, as far as well, this. And, and I understand because when you said veterans, that is my that is my pet peeve. We have got to do better in taking care of our veterans. Correct. I, I get so angry when I when when you, when their appointments are pushed back and 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 I mean you're not pushing them back a day or two. They getting pushed back for months. To me, and veterans should be able to go to any hospital they want to. They yeah. should not not the VA. They should go to whatever doctor they want to. There exactly. are veterans, and especially the veterans who are are taking care of themselves from wounds from battle. Exactly. It is, it is a, I'm, second time I've used this word, egregious <laughs> to me that we do not do a better job taking care of the people who literally went and dodged the bullets for me because I'm not willing mm-hmm. to go. I'm mm-hmm. not going to send my kids. So you mean to tell me this joker has to live on the street or his cancer has to go three, four months after he was diagnosed to get some care? He should be able to go anywhere. She should be able to go anywhere they want to go. To, to or he got out. to wait four or five months to have surgery crazy. just so three people can say, yeah, he needed it. Crazy. Absolutely exactly. crazy. Well, Dracy, exactly. once again, I mean, that's a topic that Lord have mercy we need to talk about again is our veterans. That's, I would that's, love it. Oh, my goodness. That but, will be an awesome topic as a a wonderful conversation with you again, we probably didn't cover all the things that we wanted to cover. Cause you know, when you start talking about these cheering and pandemics and sexual assault and all these other things, Jeracy being a heathen, Jeracy was a heathen. (laughs) Audrey was a good girl. Evidently I didn't get into enough trouble. I want to do over. No girl. I still remember my gold MC hammer suit and my black shiny shoes. Look, I had a cat suit on with a bowler hat was turning Uh -uh, turning them out. Turning them out, but I was over twenty one. I wasn't in the club. I, I was doing my thing. Dracy, it's always good talking to you. I'm it's I'm gonna have to cut you loose after this last episode of Double Down with Garrett and Matt. And um, I'll talk to you again next Monday. All right, sounds good. Bye bye. Bye. You've been listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. Be sure to join Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack again next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next week.